You are listening to the Evolution Exchange Nordics podcast, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful technical leaders in the Nordics region. I'm Gemma, I help connect business with tech talent and today I'm your host. Today I am joined with Julia, Jan and Karen to talk about how to motivate a team and enforce a positive attitude. So it should be a really good conversation. We've got some great questions lined up. As usual, what we'll do to start off with is give a round of introductions. Jan, are you okay to go first? Yes, Um, thank you, Gemma. Uh, My name is Juan Carlos Guzman Monet and I am a a program manager and I am a manager in Telecompany leading a team in the quality assurance area and working to develop business agility within the Telia company. Uh, I I am a sport. I love sports, uh, being in the nature, outside, hiking. I go every single summer, I go to the Finnish Lapland uh, to see the nature, be with the family around, outside, and also I play basketball. So that is my hobby and my passion in life. Perfect, thank you for that. And then Karen, would you like to go next? Yes, sure, thank you. Hello, I'm Karin. I'm a senior engineer and agile team lead at Axis Communications. Axis works with products and services for a smarter, safer world. I've been working mostly as a developer for 16 years, but may, my Main work-related passion has always been teamwork and how to create high-performing teams. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. And then last, but by no means least, Julia, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, everyone. I'm Julia. Uh, I am based in Copenhagen, Denmark, and uh, I am working as a senior QA engineer in Monster Lab Denmark. Uh, the best thing about my job, I would say that it allows me to travel and actually work from where I would like to. And uh, it links to my biggest passion in life, <laughs> traveling. I really dream about visiting all the countries in the world. I am actually, I made a good progress on that <laughs> already. Perfect, thank you. Um, so that's everybody who will be speaking here today. Day. What we'll do next is, as usual, we'll go around and ask everyone to introduce their questions and we'll spend some time answering each one. So I think we'll start with Karen. Yes, sure. So I've been thinking what truly motivates people and and I've been asking some colleagues as well, what, what motivates you? And sometimes I just get, I don't know. And like, well, don't, and I try to like <laughs> probe a bit, but I don't, I, it's, it's like hitting a wall. Yeah, I don't, I, really, I don't really care. So that's what, what I wanted to ask you guys. Of course, it's going to differ from person to person, but do you have any tips for helping someone finding what truly motivates them if they don't seem to know themselves? Jan, would you like to, oh, Julia, sorry, would you like to go first? Sure. Uh, I fully agree with you, Karen, that people are different and it, there is no uh, general recipe for everyone that will help, uh, let's say, <laughs> to find a magic pill for everyone. But I think that the most important is uh, the most uh, powerful is to try things out. Uh, at least it works for me. So whenever I start practicing something, whenever I start a new thing, a new experience, I practice it for some time because from the start, I believe that uh, if things are not going 
the way you um, expect them to go. So maybe you can drop it, you can leave it and never experience that joy and never never get into that point where it will start motivating you. But if you give it a good try, let's say, I don't know, for different people, it can be from one month to three months. It depends what we are talking about or let's say a new passion like dancing, skiing, whatever, or it's something at work. So you should give it a good period of time to uh to kind of get on track with that thing, that the new thing that you are doing. And then you will definitely feel if it motivates you or if it's something that you really dislike to do. And then probably you have to put it uh, away and try something new. So this is a main tip, I would say, that works for me, that I checked on practice and I would recommend everyone to do. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I think that's a very good point, but Julia mentioned that one thing that I have been doing quite a lot, uh, I think they start from asking questions and uh, is to get into the person's uh, uh, ask questions, get interested in the person itself, what uh, he does, uh, why he does what he does and what what are the principles behind his behavior, try to understand that. And uh, as you said, uh, they, you try different things and we have this trial and errors type of behavior and then uh, and see okay that works or that doesn't work so that uh, and get the feedback also as the agile thinking that okay you get feedback as soon as possible so we try to get uh, those but i think that asking questions getting involved with the person do things together what are the principles behind that and uh, one thing that also comes to my mind is where this person wants to do uh, where what is the purpose of that person way where it he or she wants to go that is something that is very important because when you have a purpose you want to get there that drives you into that position julia uh that's a really good point one and i believe if uh, the part of the question of karen was that if people don't know themselves so basically this is where it gets, gets complicated because if people don't know themselves, they will be actually struggling with uh, getting something to do and also with answering the questions. So I would say, I would probably recommend that they can speak to people with kind of at the same position with maybe the same interests and see what those people are doing and probably pick up something from those people and try it out if it's of their interest or not. So basically learn from different examples. What do you think, Karen? Yeah, thank you very much for all your great insights here. I think my, my questions stem from a work life mainly, like people who seem to come to work just to get their paycheck and don't really care what they do and have no sense of um, that it matters in, in those people that because I feel you you perform better if you are motivated and feel like you have a sense of purpose and and but maybe some people are just happy that way and don't need that bigger purpose and yeah but yeah I, I, I totally agree that trying different things is one key so maybe we should expose those people to many different type of tasks and areas and see and maybe something can spark an interest. That's a good point. 
Thank you. Yes, I think that um, one, if I comment one more thing that you said also is that the people don't know and the, the word purpose is, the, in my opinion, very important that have the envision something, but they don't know what they are envisioning. If they say, okay, I have, for me, the most important is the paycheck. Okay, why it is important for you the paycheck? What, uh, what do you want to do with that money that you get from the paycheck? And then you start to build that, okay, if uh, for this paycheck I'm going to, I want to travel. Okay, you are interested in traveling. How travel uh, uh, support our purposes? What we can do for you to travel? How can you contribute? How can we contribute to travel? And how we can align your traveling needs, what you want to do with what we are doing today? And try to find out, okay, maybe the position you are here today is not the one you would like to be. You want to travel, you want to have the paycheck, but you want to travel. Then you said, okay, I want to be in the sales department. The sales needs to sell the projects around the world. Okay. Put in the sales department, you develop a, a development path for sales persons that wants to travel, get the paycheck, and you get the money because it will be more motivated to sell more for you to get more money and grow the company. So, is try to find, and that is the underlying principle I mentioned before, why you are here with us as well. Julia? Uh, Karen, I fully agree with you that sometimes the uh, main purpose, the main motivation is a payslip. <laughs> and it's also motivation, let's say. It's not a lack of motivation, right? <laughs> Maybe not the best one. And I believe those people, I mean, I'm not judging those people which are just working for money, but I just uh, strongly believe that it the, such uh, motivation can run you into the troubles or burnout someday because when you don't have a higher purpose when you don't enjoy what you do no money in the world will ever help you uh, to to be motivated to stay motivated to stay focused and actually to continue running you know that race all the time but uh, I also uh, wanted to tell you the things that I said about practicing things, trying new things. They're also work-related. I mean, of course, they are our daily life-related, but also work-related. What we can do, actually, as, let's say, leaders, uh, we can make, uh, we can give an opportunity to the, our colleagues, to our teams, to try out different things. Because uh, we all are working in the uh, area where there are, a lot of things also not only vertically but also horizontally right so we can actually not just move let's say to different roles we can just take different responsibilities during our uh, our like in our uh, staying in our normal roles and uh, in our current roles and also take some things like from different departments there is always, always work to do or i think it's also a i mean it depends from company to company, but sometimes it's also a good practice when the person can maybe for a half a year move to another department if there is such an opportunity, if there is such a need, and to try it out. Maybe the person will bloom there and it will fit the person better. And actually, it's uh, mutually beneficial because, first of all, the company will find the great uh, employee, you know, in uh, and close the other gap and the person will get more motivated and very grateful for the company to give that opportunity. Yeah, thank you. I really, I really like your insights here. 
And and your your thing, Juan, with when you said that you could dig, like if they are only interested in paycheck, what are they using the paycheck for? And that could lead you to even uh, some clues. That that was really good. So yeah, thank you. Perfect. Well, can they have anything else that you want answering for within that question? No, I think I got so many insights. So thank you. Perfect. Well, Julia, let's move on to your question, which is kind of linked, but kind of goes for a different layer. Yeah, thank you. Now, that was a very interesting question from you, Karen, and I was really happy to discuss that as it's also of my interest. Uh, and my question is the following. Uh, how to motivate the team actually during the, let's say, financial crisis in the company? Because we are all very good in motivating the teams when we have a lot of resources and we can find million things to do, right? When we have money, when we have resources, when we have, have time and when the time is good. But what about non-material, non-monetary motivation? What do we do uh, in terms of non-monetary motivation when we cannot offer better salaries, we cannot offer, let's say, good education packages and benefit packages? What do you think about it, Juan? Yes, uh, this is one of the things that uh, in the time of crisis, uh, I think that the, one of the most important things is communication. Uh, I think that uh, is a key uh, issue that we communicate why we are here again. I, I think that the why uh, question is important, but uh, to have a vision that we have, um, we are in a crisis situation, but there is crisis is not forever. We still have something we want to achieve and to envision where we want to be is uh, important. And uh, so, and even if we cannot uh, provide now salary raise or things like that, I think it's important that we still show the people that we, there is a purpose of our company and how they contribute. They see that there is a purpose, there is a vision, and they have a contribution to make to that vision. And we communicate that they are part of this path to achieve that. That is something I, I think that the the also the purpose is important that there is a purposeful they have the work they are doing have a purpose and they are contributing to that so they feel that I am important I am uh, I am needed I am wanted despite of the what is happening around us we believe that we can achieve that and we need you to achieve that as well, that vision that we have established. So communication and uh, systematical communication is important in those times. That's a good one. Uh, I, I fully agree with you. And it's something to, to really think about because communication, clear communication and transparency is super important in that case. Um, what about you, Karen? Do you have any insights? Yeah, I was really also thinking about the transparency because I, I believe very much like I don't know if you know, but Daniel Pink's book, Drive, uh, Mastery, Purpose and Autonomy. Yes. Those three things that I really, truly believe that they are sort of key words for uh, for motivation. And and in the autonomy aspect, I think transparency is such a such an important thing, especially in a time of financial crisis, because that can sort of give people the sense that they're in as much control as they can be in a situation like that. So. And then focus 
on the other aspects like mastery and purpose that you also mentioned, Juan, uh, maybe you guys are the best at what you do and focus on that. Make people people feel proud that we are. Yeah, we might not be making so much money now, but we are the best at this. And uh, and yeah, focus on those other things. And and also, we are working with software mostly, all of us, right? And software isn't that helping people. Are we building stuff to really help people? And focus on that. And I think sometimes if you if the people that actually are building the software meet the people that they're actually helping face to face, that could also create a sense of uh, purpose. Um, it's not always easy to achieve, especially in bigger companies, but I think on a, on a really basic human level that, that will help with the feeling of your purpose. You're helping this person. Yeah. When you, when you say, Karen, uh, when you say uh, meeting the people that you are building the software for, do you mean the customers or do you mean the users? Actually, the users, but, but that is tricky then because if the users are not the ones paying for it, I mean, it's always, yeah, how that's why it's tricky that? because it can be so many layers. <laughs> but I think that this is very important because I think that it's more important the user than the customer because the user is the one that will make the purpose of the thing that you are doing. Exactly, yes. Because for example, I buy, if I buy the the car, I am the user of the car, but that car is delivered to the sales, uh, for the salesperson. But the, for example, the, the company that is driving the car, he wants my feedback that is the one using it. And then they will say, okay, what I have done is good. I have got this feedback from the user. So then the customer, uh, the the company that have bought it, they will say, okay, we can continue buying this because those people like it, the product that we have sold to them. So that is important for us to have the user is the most important for us to, to drive us and make us happy to, to say, okay, I have a purpose. Is this working? Is somebody is using it, in my opinion, in my view. Yeah, user experience is our everything. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Karen? Yeah, yeah, I think purpose can be such a powerful motivation. If, if you feel like you have a, a, a purpose with what you do, it, it, can, it can come a long way. And uh, I don't think there is... It's very easy to get people to feel a big purpose when it, it's about helping other people. I think it's sort of built into our biological genes that we are <laughs> social beings we are we, we are programmed to help each other and work together so yeah and exactly and one thing i wanted to add to that because you have the there is something that in in the moment of crisis having the purpose is even more important because then you get the the power and the force the you get the engaged more engaged, you feel more empowered to do something. So the purpose empowers you to drive to succeed. Because even more, because hey, if the company goes bankrupt, if the business does not succeed, I am out 
I will not uh, I will not have any place to go or something. And and you love so much what you do. You love the people around you. You love what you are doing and you see you believe in what you are doing and you believe in why the company sixth. Then you will drive even more. So that I think is important. Yeah, I think having the purpose and the loyalty of the employees is the only thing that can prevent the attrition of the staff in the crisis periods. And also, um, I really want to believe that it's the thing that will help the employees work harder for, you know, raising the company from the, the knees uh, and stand up and fight again. So good point, really one, good one. Yeah. Thank you. Ideally, you want people to do, to do the, the work that they do for free, right? And Getting paid is just a bonus. That that's sort of a dream world, <laughs> but yeah. But here, one of the things that comes to my mind is we look. There is people doing that thing. Even if you look about open source, look at open source. How many open source development is ongoing on? There are people that I believe that are using more time developing open source that they are developing for the company that are paying them. It's it's amazing how that happens and. We have that already today, so it's happening. It's happening because they believe that this product, this concept, there is something that they are part of something big that they believe into, in my opinion. I think it, um, just to go on what you all just said, then it links into what we said in, in uh, Karen's post of what is the main motivators and if it's money, why is it money? Because if you know if you do open source for free, why wouldn't you do it in the work for free? Um, but just out of curiosity, if all of your companies would turn around to you tomorrow and say, like fifty percent of your wage is going to I don't know a charity or to some like other person, would you still feel motivated to carry on working? Yes, definitely. I feel that yes. I will still doing it because I think that there is still a purpose in what I'm doing and uh, I feel it's good. Julia? Uh, you know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's a bit tricky question because I really would not like somebody to take something from me and like I should decide myself if I want to spend things for charity or if I want to contribute into something, but I would like to be in charge of that decision. Uh, but in terms of, let's say, if it's a crisis, if it's some period of, um, let's say, we have to, um, uh, you know, reduce the expenses and so on, and if it's the best for the company, then it's another topic. And if I know that we will overcome it and uh, it will get better, then yes, I'm happy to, uh, to let's say, uh, survive that period <laughs> that's good we actually had to do that here um, in the uk with the pandemic um a lot of companies furloughed people so that meant that they would the government would pay them so much money i think it was like 80 percent of their wage and it was up to the company if they wanted to top it up that 20 percent um or if they just didn't want to do it i think most companies didn't do it but ironically at evolution um we were able to keep working so they didn't need to do that scheme for too many people but the way they did that was by asking the directors so the the c-level members of staff to give up 20% of their wage for that crisis. 
um, and they all did it without any complaints. So I think it does show you that like that motivation is there to to help people. But maybe it's just leadership. I don't, I don't know. Um, you on? Yes, uh, I I would say that yes. The answer to that question, whether it's leadership or not, yes. And that means also how committed and engaged the people are. And uh, this is something I have a thought, and, and that is why I answered that in the time of crisis, yes, I will do it because I, we have, because if I want the others to be in the company, if I believe that, okay, we need to drive, we want to succeed, of course I will do that because I believe in that we all are together agreeing to do that. So that is part of the leadership. And that is also, uh, that will show also the people in the company that, hey, they really believe in the company, they are engaged, they are committed to drive the company and to make the company succeed. So, and as you said, Julia, you are ready to do it. You are owning that decision and you are ready to do it for a short period of time for the time. And then you believe that you will get that money back. I would agree to that. Yes, I will do it when I believe that, okay, the company will compensate me or will also is, uh, we are together on this. I guess in that case, definitely, I will definitely do that. And that part of leadership, as you say, Gedman, definitely, yes. Yeah, I agree as well. Sorry for cutting in here, but, but you really had a point there, Julia, that of course you want to, have that decision yourself because otherwise it, it's you lose the autonomy and then that lowers your motivation <laughs> in my exactly. book. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like whenever somebody is, it's not your decision and you are doing your best and somebody is taking something from you, definitely puts your motivation down. Yeah, for me, it's those three legs. I mean, they're equally important, autonomy, mastery and purpose. You need all three to be really feel this drive and this motivation, yeah. Perfect. Julia, anything else to add within your question? Any other questions for the other two? Um, I really think we had a good uh, inputs. Uh, both Juan and Karen uh, really gave, really shared their insights. I'm happy about that. So um, I got my question answered. Perfect. So Jan, last but no by but by no means least, uh, would you like to introduce your question? Yes. Um... My question is about uh, about what actions do you find that demotivates your teams and how you acted in those cases? Thinking about how have you demotivated your teams? How do you feel that you have demotivated? This in the way around like, to your question, but. Julia? <laughs> Are you asking that to learn something? <laughs> 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 Another way around not to do that, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I would say that the most important here is, um, you know, uh, when you want to um, show, uh, let's say, to, to teams to follow you, uh, you must lead by example. I truly believe that and uh, I don't uh, consider anything else because a person who declares the principles and never follows them or breaks them, doesn't uh, you cannot put trust on that person so whenever you are uh, speaking about something to a team whenever you are committing and whenever you uh, let's say uh, demand or ask for something from a team you should lead by example 
and you should do the same. This is how the company's culture should be established. This is how I believe all, all the leadership should follow that. And then when it's genuine, when it's sincere, and uh, everybody is aligned on that, the team will have no problem by supporting those principles and following it. So this is the first thing what you shouldn't do. It's break your own principles, uh, which you kind of establish. And uh, let's say uh, the thing that you shouldn't do is not fulfilling your promises and what you committed to the team. Thank you. Karen, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Julia. Um, I find what what team the teams I interact with uh, demotivate them is when they are told to do something that they feel is useless or a waste of time. So, and and I can can see the pattern here that it's usually when they don't understand why. So, generally having them do something they don't understand is is uh, demotivating so and, and it can be like attending a workshop where the the company's core values are discussed stuff like that can sometimes demotivate my my teams <laughs> but then i i really have to like you talked about julia lead by example and share why i think it's so important and try to make them understand and that usually helps so uh, i fail when i when i fail to make them understand why th something that they don't want to do is important. And that, that demotivates them. And if I can make them understand, that usually gets motivation back. <laughs> it's really difficult to make them, I mean, to explain why it's important if you don't believe in that yourself, right? <laughs> so basically, the, the first thing here is to feel that it's important yourself exactly. or to find at least something that is important yes. in that case. Yes. so much into what you said that you really have to, uh, yeah. Yeah, you should believe in what you're doing yourself. Then it's very easy to get the others following you. <laughs> but what do you think, Juan, about that? I think that that's very good points. It's very good point. I, I, I really agree that keeping the promises, uh, doing things uh, that are not waste of time is very important. One question I have about principles. The, not keeping your principles. Can you elaborate an example of principles that you think that should be followed? Uh, I would I would give you the following example. I heard many times uh, companies, I mean, all the companies uh, which are in the market, I believe, trying to get the employees' uh, input in the uh, culture level, let's say, what can be improved, uh, providing different surveys, you know, uh, quarterly or uh, yearly, whatever, and they are trying to gather that knowledge, to gather that input from the employees. What can be improved? How can be improved? And uh, like what we are doing wrong or what we are doing right? Almost all the companies are doing it, but following up and really uh, implementing the changes, really uh, to see those inputs in action, that's a very rare thing. Um, maybe it's only my impression, but I heard a lot of uh, such things from, let's say, uh, people around, you know, my, uh, the people I'm communicating with, uh, the people which work in different companies. And this is actually very unfortunate because, uh, or you don't ask about what can be improved and how can be improved, or you 
take it to consideration because otherwise it looks like the company is fooling you if they are asking about it but never take an action or it means that they don't even appreciate your opinion and other uh, opinion of other colleagues when they never implement the things i mean some some of the things can be of course like <laughs> fully impossible if we want to let's say work one day a week and then have a rest six day a week, days a week but some of the things are pretty simple and fairly easy to be implemented yes thank you very good points definitely, definitely something that uh, we have noticed that is also this a big demotivator that you ask questions and the people answer you but if you don't do anything okay why do you ask me what do you ask me let me use my time for doing this, even though, even though you are not going to use that for anything else. Yes. And there, what uh, you mentioned before, that people want to uh, want to feel the importance in the company, want to feel as a part of the company, and uh, want to feel empowered. But whenever you are doing this, whenever you are asking them, and never give a chance to to feel it, to feel the change, then they will feel really demotivated and uh not uh let's say not belonging to the community to the company and another thing i would like to mention karen about your point uh whenever it's something is not clear for the team uh and you're failing to explain to them it's like very demotivating i agree and it also touches a point about the goals you know our goals our kpis should be really clear and especially for the team when you are a leader, because when they don't know exactly what to do, like really uh, understand what to do, not just see their goal, you know, but when they don't know in details how to reach that goal and what this goal can lead to, what is their, let's say, career path or like improvements and so on, then it's, it's basically also very demotivating. Yeah, the why. They need to, to know the why. Yeah, and I think it's also, it's not only their responsibility to clear it up, but also the leader's responsibility to make sure that it's clear enough. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Very good points. Yes. Clarity is important, really important point. Yes. Just, just on that, um, how often do you compliment people on your team? Daily, I Daily? would say. Yes, and, and that if uh, if there is something I, I can say pretty well in my my leadership, if I use the word leadership, is that I really give feedback to my people. That is something I have been uh, I, I, I've been prized for, if I can say that way. That I give feedback and I I really positive and sometimes constructive as feedback if needed. So I am not afraid of that at all. And do you find that motivates the team more? Yes, I in, in the teams I have been being a manager. Uh, I don't want to brag about this, but uh, I, I would say that the, the teams where I have been a manager, they have been very happy with my how we have been working together and have been very good in that sense because they feel very motivated. And, and uh, I have one of the things that also has helped me on that is because I have acknowledged about the subject area of the team I am working with. When you are an expert in that area that, and you can support them to thrive, to grow personally and professionally, 
that helps them to be very motivated because you are talking the same language, you know, you have, you know where they could be and you can drive that development path for them. So in that case, yes. Now I am in another team where I am not an expert, so I am outside of my comfort zone. So then I asking a lot of questions so I can get information about where we should go. And then it's a different type of leadership, but still I give you feedback because, okay, it's about how they do the things and how they contribute into the vision we have in our team as well. So that is my view. Lovely. Um, I think Karen got up there first. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you asked how many compliments we give uh, or do we compliment them enough? And I felt a bit guilty because I could definitely compliment more. Um, and also, Juan, when you mentioned feedback, I think that is also good, but I actually don't believe in constructive feedback. I believe in, in only positive feedback like that, do more of that. But when they, because I don't think people are, as, um, can absorb constructive feedback. I think they just shut their ears and don't, don't take it in. It's just my personal view. <laughs> Julia, you want to add something? Yeah, I wanted to, I mean, I have a question to you then. If you don't believe on uh, in constructive feedback, so how do you communicate the, let's say, um, when, when people are doing something wrong and you don't want it to um, be repeated? Of course you have to tell them, but I don't think it's going to work. I mean, I don't think it will happen again still. So it's better to, when they do it right instead, to praise that more. Okay, but uh, you know, uh, I, I, if it's repeated again, won't you get, uh, let's say, I, I would not say mad, but won't you want them to understand that this is actually incorrect? Because sometimes people don't even understand that it's incorrect. In that case, of course, it's yeah, it's needed. But generally, I think it's too much focus on this constructive feedback, and it's not really doing as much as we would hope. That's my I, personal. I view. have I have a tip about that <laughs> because I I really think that uh, people are lacking given the constructive feed, uh, let's say uh, positive feedback because normally when something bad happens when a person makes a mistake everybody will point it out everybody will I would not say point the fingers you know kind of judge the person but everybody will notice that and everybody will say something but we are lacking. Uh, positive feedback exactly. whenever a person is doing something right is taken for granted and yeah, it's exactly. not always noticed so i agree with both of you that you should give uh, positive feedback like all the time whenever it happens like as Juan said every day but i also have a tip about giving a constructive feedback what uh, i uh, use when i want to give a constructive feedback it's first of all given a positive feedback there is always something that you can praise a person for and only then you give a constructive feedback because if the person hears something negative let's say constructive <laughs> constructive the person closes down shuts down as you said and cannot uh, absorb anything else but if you first feed the person with a positive feedback then the negative feedback let's say or constructive feedback will go more smooth Juan, do you have any other opinion about that yeah, well, you more or less gave the tip I was about to say. <laughs> so that is, uh... I'm so sorry, I took the words from your mouth. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly that way. Because 
I, I have been into this course about uh, how to give feedback, and there was exactly what you said. So we we start with the positive thing, and then, for example, I would like you to, I am very happy you have been doing this, uh, con uh, contributing and participating and giving opinions. But however, I think that it's important that when you give the opinion, you do it in a more positive way. I think that you should change your behavior of giving the, uh, the feedback this way and give it an, uh, a more constructive way to give it back to people. So that type of, uh, first you say the positive, good job at giving the feedback. Now the negative, what the construct is that, how do you give the feedback? I would like you to give the feedback in this more positive way, so not uh, shouting or do that separately from others. And then what do you think about that? So you ask the person to fill you with how he feels about how you give the feedback. So you gave, came into an agreement with him about the feedback and you can see that, okay, yes, I have understood it. I will take action to act on it. And he's committing to behave in a different way. That is something that comes to my mind about this. And one more thing I wanted to say that feedback is a present, is a gift that we give to that person. And I think that they will be feel more, they will be thankful that you are giving that feedback, constructive or positive, either way. That is uh, my, my point on that, why is constructive is needed as well, anyway. Julia? Just things I would like to add here. First of all, I fully agree with you, Juan, that uh, uh, constructive feedback is also important because uh, let's say in my case, I would like to hear what I'm doing wrong because I would like to adjust my behavior. And another thing, it's very important to ask yourself for the feedback and related to what you said, Juan, that you are now working in another team where you're not an expert and you're stepping out of your comfort zone. Maybe it's time for you to be asking for from them for a feedback for your mm -hmm. work. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yes, definitely. Definitely. To learn something and to learn how you are doing actually in your new role. Yes. I we'll think do. just on that, um, I I agree with the constructive feedback needed like sometimes. But uh, one thing I will agree with Karen on is, um, if someone, for instance, like was a swimmer and a runner, and they could win a running race, but they weren't doing too well with the swimming, you wouldn't give them the feedback for the swimming you just say god just keep running you know you don't need to do it and I think if someone is repeatedly not excelling at a certain area but doing really well somewhere else maybe it's time to look at your team structure and work it so then you know you don't need to keep telling them they're doing that wrong and it, it it's it makes that team dynamic work a bit more better I don't know is that what kind of area you were thinking Karen have I yeah yeah I agree Definitely. Uh, Julia, you've got your hand off anything? Um, yeah, I, I think it was from the previous time, but <laughs> I can actually add that, yes, probably if uh, the person keeps on, uh, let's say, failing on something and succeeding in something else, that's probably the time where the person can try something different. Maybe you can push them, give the opportunity, you know, <laughs> try out another role. <laughs> your protection. <laughs> I, I just want to say I really liked your your tip about the question though, Juan. I'm going to use that one when you when you want a change to actually do it as a conversation and a question and and sort of get yeah I like that so I'll, I'll take that with me. Thank you. You're welcome. Perfect. 
Well, we've got three minutes left. Uh, Jan, have you got any other points, any other questions surrounding your topic? No, not at this point. I think that uh, you have uh, gave me a, a very good point. And uh, I don't know if, yes, I think I asked already about the principle. So I don't have any more questions at this point. I am very happy with the, your points and your tips. So we'll use them. Perfect. Well, has anybody else got any last statements, things they want to declare or get off their chest? I just no. really want to thank everyone for an amazing conversation. Very nice end of the day <laughs> and really useful tips and uh, share, uh, knowledge sharing. Yeah, I totally Much agree. Appreciate it. Thank you all. Very, very great insights here. Thanks. Yes, I also want to thank you for the very good conversation. I really liked it and uh, I will look forward to continue on to keep the contact with you and in the future. So it's good to grow together. Thank you very much. Perfect. Well, Definitely. thank you. Thank you for everyone to listening for to this episode. I hope you've all learned something new, especially the people here today. Um, if anyone has any questions listening, feel free to reach out and we can direct them to Julia, Karen and Yuan to you know get the right answers and grow that network even further. But thank you so much for listening.